0: So anytime we have something out of balance where they, a person cannot give it up, where they are always focused in the direction of whatever it is, that's when we start to question the healthiness of that behavior.
1: This week, the World Health Organization classified video games as addictive. What does that mean? What does addiction mean? Dr. Karen Sherman and I weigh in. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another we have partnered with the fantastic touring and tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com click on the wine club link and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor in chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the talented, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Um, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can get this information and much more at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, so today, Karen, we're going to talk about a new report that came out from the World Health Organization. Uh, who recognized gaming disorder as a condition in its international classify- classification of diseases, essentially saying that it's possible to be addicted to video games. Um, so I I kind of want to explore this because uh, I love video games and I think this is an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you, like me, uh, love video games or that you find your spouse does, uh, should you be worried?
0: <laughs> Here's something you may or may not have heard from me previously. <laughs> it, it, it depends. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it depends on how much time you're putting into it. Um, but I would say, you know, if, if it's basically something that you enjoy doing and it's not taking over your life, then no, you should not be worried. Okay. You know, how is that any different than uh, that you enjoy playing tennis exactly. or that you uh, enjoy reading or, you know, any number of other things? So, no, I would not be worried.
1: Okay. Uh, okay, great. And then, so then I'm going to fast forward really quick here. So, we know, and we discussed this way back in 2013, um, DSM, uh, the Diagnostic Manual um statistical manual statistical right. manual thank you uh, they update every what like 10 years or something um, yeah uh, so they published in 2013 and they uh, thought that video game addiction was something worth studying further but they were not willing to take that step to classify it as a disorder mm-hmm. um Now, I want to add some perspective. So uh, according to this uh, news report that um, I shared with Karen from the Washington Post, they identified that there are more than 2 billion people worldwide who regularly play video games Mm -hmm. and that this um, new disorder or addiction affects no more than 3% with some estimates as low as 1%. Mm -hmm. Um, So saying that, that we have the World Health Organization now – classifying this as a disease and we know that basically two billion people play video games and as little as one percent do it and the dsm does not recognize it um what do we do what should we believe like what should we do with this information
0: well you know i i don't know that you necessarily have to say that we have a gaming disorder. Um I think that you could list it as an a, a type of addiction um, based on the specifics that we have for classifying something as an addictive behavior, and that then you could delineate that addictions can be any number of types of behaviors one of them being gaming Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that it needs its own category got it okay
1: so can we I'm gonna jump to the next question here because I think it's the the one that's at the heart of this probably entire podcast Uh, so we as a society will flippantly throw around the word addiction Mm -hmm. what does that mean and you brought up People, you know, might play tennis all the time and, you know, I might spend my entire weekend playing golf and somebody might consider, you know, 16 hours of golf uh, excessive, right? So Mm -hmm. what does it mean to have an addiction to something and and how do you parse that from something that is a habit that somebody really enjoys and that's what they decide to choose to
0: spend all their spare time on? It has to do with – It's really a matter of balance. So, um, if you are doing something where it takes over your life and you are basically living, breathing, smelling, eating, um, whatever it is, um, to the point where, uh, you're so involved with it, then that's when it is no longer a habit. It's an addiction, um, And I'm reminded of a client that I had years ago who was into poker. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it's it's only a hobby. Um, and, And he said, I could give it up when I want to. But the truth of the matter is that Or was that he really couldn't give it up. And he would go to poker tournaments. And when he wasn't going to a poker tournament, he was playing poker online. And he was reading books or manuals or whatever about poker. And when he would go to parties or social events, he would talk about poker. Um, So this was really a major focus of his life. And so when something starts to be a major focus of your life that is an addiction but you see it can be it doesn't have to be something like you know betting or uh-huh. um you know like that it, it can be shopping we yeah. have a shopping addiction somebody can just be busy all the time and we have a busyness addiction where they can't create balance in their life. They can't relax at times. So anytime we have something out of balance where they a person cannot give it up, where they are always focused in the direction of whatever it is, that's when we start to question the healthiness of that behavior. Okay. Okay. I so I'm so glad that you brought up um that it
1: could be anything because I th- I do think a lot of people focus this level of attention to things that make themselves uncomfortable so mm-hmm. poker online poker um or video games or something along those lines it's, it we a lot of people will feel that those aren't uh positive worth uh worthy uses of time um, mm-hmm. but, and, and, and even shopping, right? Like that's considered this, uh, non-essential. Um, mm-hmm. but when somebody, let's say is a entrepreneur who is addicted and ha- their life is totally out of balance and they eat, sleep, breathe, um, yes. something we, you know, just consider them passionate, right? And their habit isn't unhealthy it's it's their passion is driving them and then when they have a breakthrough or they become the best at whatever it is they're ge- a genius so um i'm i'm glad that you made that distinction and then i wanted to get a little more clarification so this out of balance addiction stuff is is that what it is and would that is that the same thing as describing it as a disease which i think what these um organizations do when when we talk about addiction
0: is is to say that it's a disease
1: it, yeah when we declare something an addiction, we then declare it a disease, and I'm just curious uh, is am, am I reading that correctly
0: well it, it, it is a disease because there are certain um, you know chemicals or um a sense of withdrawal if you, if you can't do it so so to some extent it is a disease and even as you're talking about the entrepreneurs somebody who functions like that we have a word for it that they're a workaholic mm-hmm. okay like like an alcoholic mm-hmm. they're a workaholic um and i'm the, the particular person's name at this point escapes me, but I remember when I was doing some, some entrepreneurial work and I was at a conference where he was speaking, he said, you know, you work like crazy for six days a week, but then on the seventh day, you take off, you be with your family, you relax a little bit because you have to have that in your life and you also need it for refueling. So- Somebody who is a workaholic won't do that. They will, you know, totally lose sight of anything else in their life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's more than just passion. Y- yes, you have to have passion and you have to have dedication and you have to have stick But again, if you lose sight of everything else in your life, that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there is. There is, I believe, a disease quality to it. Okay. Um, I,
1: I I find this in, uh, like immensely fascinating. Um, partly because we know that our emotions release chemicals, mm-hmm. and in our doctrine, we have uh, in the pursuit of happiness. And we know that happiness re- releases like these very good, feel-good endorphins mm-hmm. and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, video games, uh, getting mm-hmm. back to the topic at hand, are mm-hmm. are built and designed to for us to find enjoyment in them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it seems like we're getting to this point where. Um, with all the stress going on in the world and in our lives, we have this thing that people find immense pleasure in. um, And we're now telling them uh, that might be too much, which I understand. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you think that you or your spouse do have this problem where, Uh, you're, you're spending too much time and your life is out of balance as we've been discussing Mm -hmm. what, I think we've gone through some of the signs, so I won't ask you to rehash those. Um, but what are some of the steps you should take if you do believe that you or your spouse does have a problem?
0: Well, if you think it's your spouse that has a problem, you know, you want to confront them with it. The problem is going to be that unless they're aware that they've got a problem, they're going to deny it. You know, when I go, if I go back to that example of the person who was playing poker, and it, he, he could have just as well been playing video games, um, he kept denying it. He kept saying, no, you know, I, I have control over this. I can give it up. You know, I, you know, um, don't have to keep doing this. Um most people who are addicted um, do have a lot of difficulty owning it and saying that, yes, they do have a problem with it. Um, and and again, because there are pleasure centers that are being uh, triggered through the addiction, it's very hard to give it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to look at yourself objectively, look at yourself in the mirror and be able to say, you know, yes, um, I'm spending way much time on this. I am ignoring X, Y, and Z in my life. And this is not a, a good thing. Um, I don't know how many people, you know, are, are going to be able to do that. So it may have to come down to the mate reading the riot act, so to speak, and saying, you know, um, you're – our marriage is in trouble. Um, we, you know, I really feel ignored. I really feel that you're putting no time into the family. I really feel that um, you're letting uh, all the responsibilities fall on me, that you don't take um, the time to do your part. You know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And and this is not acceptable anymore. Um, so, so really, it's,
1: um, if I may paraphrase, it's not trying to get them to recognize their addiction, it's getting them to recognize how you are feeling and how it's affecting you, um, because that is something they can't deny.
0: I guess that's a good way to put it. I I wasn't thinking that necessarily, but I think it's a matter of getting them to see um, the reality of what is entailed in their behavior, I'm I'm you know what the the consequences have been. So, can uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, can, I, can
1: I? I want to ask a question um, because I'm I'm not very uh, well versed in the addiction stuff. Um, so, we 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 often talk about addiction with drugs and alcohol, and basically mm-hmm. substances. And mm-hmm. to me, um, it seems like those have a classification of addiction because that we are artificially. Um, releasing um, endorphins and chemicals into our body. Mm-hmm. Whereas shopping, gambling, video games, those are addictions in which we ter- participate in activities that give us a, a natural version of those same feel goods. Mm-hmm. Um, the Now, one seems like, I mean, they're both addictions, I guess you could define as out of balance. One of them are are things that we are taking or doing to ourselves. And the other ones are, we are participants in, um, mm-hmm. when we're talking about what to do about it, um, and talking about disease, because, you know, for example, drugs or alcohol, you take the drugs or alcohol away and they, you know, they go through the shakes and they have physical mm-hmm. The body starts having physical responses to it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, and this is, correct me if I'm wrong, that if you told somebody they couldn't shop anymore, that they were, their body wasn't going to go into convulsions. So, are these two different categories?
0: Well, they might not go into convulsions, but they might get extremely anxious. Uh-huh. Um, if you told somebody who is a workaholic that you couldn't... Uh, you know, work on a certain day or you couldn't get to, you know, whatever it is you do, they might feel very pent up and and get very stressed out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let's say somebody, you know, we know how much we all use our phones now. And we know that there's something called nomophobia, which is the loss of your phone and how people are freaking out if they don't have their phones. And we know that people go through withdrawal if they don't have their phones. So um, though it's not a physical um, withdrawal, there are definite signs of people having reactions uh, when they don't have the um, ability to connect with the things that they normally are addicted to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, the other thing that I want to point out, maybe I should say this, so when you say, do I have anything else to add? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, Is that very often, an addiction is for the purpose of escaping from something. Okay. Okay. So what you also want to look at is what is it that's not being addressed? Mm -hmm. And again, when somebody is um, using some vehicle to not deal with something, it's very hard to look at what's the real issue here. Mm -hmm. You know, what's, what's the pain? What's the problem? What's the challenge that you don't really want to be looking at? Mm -hmm. Certainly, though I think initially uh, gaming starts out for fun uh, and it very well might be so pleasurable that you just keep doing more and more and more. It certainly is a wonderful escape. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't have to deal with today's problems or issues. I can block out. Um, the concerns I have at work, the stressors I have with my mate, the uh, annoyances with my children, let me go play some video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, it's a wonderful vehicle for not dealing with what some real issues might be. And and that's a problem because you're not dealing. You're not dealing with life.
1: The, uh, you know, it's so as you were talking, I was reminded um, there was a study done, I can't remember how far back, but it was done with uh, mice or rats or whatever. Uh, and, you know, the, the typical um, addiction model was they give uh, the mice the little buzzer thing that they hit. Um, mm-hmm. And it releases the drugs and they eat the drugs and they can't stop and they do it until they die, right? Mm-hmm. And um, somebody was like, well, what's the alternative for, th- for the mice? They're, it's either like drugs or water or something. Like it wasn't very appealing. What if we gave them a better alternative? And so mm-hmm. um, they built this like mouse Disneyland next door. Uh-huh. And the mouse could either have the crack or go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm and mm-hmm. the mice stopped taking the crack because they found it more exciting and interesting to go to the mouse Disneyland huh. which has changed the way that a lot of people have started to approach addiction mm-hmm. um, and like and and the recovery process and what that means and so when you were talking about this escape i often think you know that is the you know when we're talking like shopping or poker or whatever that is the best option for them of the thing to do at that time there that is their Disneyland right um, mm-hmm. now if you have if you um, and this gets into something we preach all the time about prioritizing your relationship if you had something that you and your spouse were doing say going out on a date or whatever you wouldn't mm. be home playing video games or whatever um, uh, you know I'm not trying to prescribe anything I'm just trying to point out that um, sometimes you just f- fall into this habit of this is a good fun thing to do because this is my only option that I see in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I think, you know, we're talking about video games. Um, and it's, I think because it's the, one of the newer mediums that is available to us, but the same conversation happened with television. Um, so I don't, you know, I, you know, people sit down, come home from work and sit down and watch, you know, six to eight hours of television before they go to sleep sometimes. Um, like, how is that any (laughs) better or worse than video games? Right. So, um, it's not, Yeah, it's
0: absolutely not.
1: Yeah. And, but we don't have this like outcry today of addiction. We now call it the golden age of television, right? The golden Mm -hmm. age of video. Yeah. We we praise how amazing it is, not how, how much time we're binging, you know, Netflixing and chilling. Right. So, um, I just wanted to throw some, uh, perspective into this whole thing and then, uh, lastly, because we are talking about um, nomophobia, which is something that you brought up, and I'm excited that you did that, uh, both Google and Apple this uh, past month or so mm-hmm. had their developers conferences, um, and both companies, so if whether you have an Android device or an iPhone, uh, the latest operating system that they're releasing will come with controls yeah for setting timers on your apps as a default function of the device so for example um let's say you really love Instagram um which is again great uh it's it's a fantastic app but maybe you don't realize how much time you're spending on it. Well, you can go in and you can see how much time you're spending on each individual app. It's just going to give you essentially like a dashboard that gives you like nice charts that shows you how much time on you're spending on each app. And then if you see like, wow, I'm, I'm spending six hours on Instagram. That's, that's a little much. You can set a timer for yourself that will then, um, when you're in Instagram and say you set it for two hours, uh, it will pop up a little notification that says, Hey, you have, you know, 10 minutes left on Instagram, kind of giving you the warning. And then it will blank the screen so that it says, you know, your time is up. Now, you know, as the user, you still have full control to override it. And you know, maybe you're watching a video or something, you can click it and continue watching, but then it will consistently remind you, you know, you wanted two hours, you're at two hours and 30 minutes or whatever. So, well, I think it's a great start I because do too. you can't make a change unless you're aware. Exactly. So this helps you become aware. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, for those people who maybe they don't feel like they're addicted to things, but perhaps they find, they do feel that they're spending too much time on some things. Um, and they want that nudge. Just, make sure you update your latest,
0: uh, (laughs) your latest software. So, um, you know, that's not a bad idea because I think that it is less objectionable to have some kind of a timer say to you, it's enough already stopped than to have your mate nag you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, um, and you know, maybe even, so one of the things that I do because I'm the, the, the super techie in my house, uh, I, I instantly download the latest updates whenever they're available. Uh, number one reason is for security purposes. So I highly recommend everybody do that, um, if, if and when they can. Um, but then I immediately tell my spouse, my wife, uh, hey, uh, the newest update came. And then I, because I'm a nerd, I go through and I break down, like, what, what are the new features that she might be interested in? And Mm -hmm. so this would be an opportunity for me to tell her, like, oh, you know what? They released this new dashboard that tells you how much time you're using on the apps. I have set it so I can't look at, say, Facebook more than an hour a day. Mm -hmm. And that would, you know, without prompting her to make a change, you know, maybe that would give her, um, you know, allow her own agency to take over and do what she feels is right for her. So, Mm um. Yeah, uh, did um, I know? I know you've already addressed this, but I want to give it. Did you have anything you wanted to ask? I feel like I might have cut you off. No, okay. you didn't cut me off. I okay. I
0: said what I I had to. Okay, great.
1: Well, um, I think uh, we cover this one pretty well, and you have helped me understand um, the ideas and concepts of addiction much uh, more clearly. So, thank you so much. Very good. Uh, So with that, we are going to wrap it up. And so I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. We also have links to her stuff on our website, hitchmag.com, as well as our full podcast archive, uh, a free weekly newsletter that goes out. Uh, You can sign up on our homepage or there's a link from our homepage to our newsletter. Um, And of course, we have thousands of articles that break down every facet of married life. So I hope you check that out. Uh, So that is going to do it. And so until next week, take care, everybody.